Hello, and welcome to The Essential Reads. My name is Isaac, and my goal is to bring to you a bunch of classic audiobooks in an easy and accessible way. We're continuing with Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain, and we are on chapter 14. Uh, like usual with this book, trigger warning. Words and things in the past sucked, and people sucked, but that's the world that we live in, and I'm not going to change the words that come up in the book. I will, of course, just, you know, be ducking, essentially bleeping the audio um, so that I can get paid on YouTube. But um, if those things trigger you, listen to another book. But um, yeah, the past sucked, and um, this channel believes that the past sucked. Um, yeah, let's get a terrible introduction. Do the things, subscribe and all of that. I need to get better at this. I need someone to write my introductions for me, in all honesty. I can't write for expletives. Um, but yeah, I need, to, <laughs> I need someone else to do this for me. My god. Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain Chapter 14 By and by, when we got up, we turned over the truck the gang had stole off the wreck and found boots and blankets and clothes and all sorts of other things and a lot of books and a spyglass and three boxes of cigars. We hadn't ever been this rich before in neither of our lives. The cigars was prime. We laid off all afternoon in the woods talking and me reading the books and having a general good time. I told Jim all about what happened inside the wreck and at the ferryboat. I said these kind of things was adventures. But he said he didn't want no more adventures. He said that when he was in the Texas and he crawled back to get out of the raft and found it was gone, he nearly died because he judged it was all that with him anyway it could be fixed. For if he didn't get saved, he would get drowned. And if he did get saved, whoever saved him would send him back home so as to get the reward. And then Miss Watson would sell him south, sure. Well, he was right. He was most always right. He had an uncommon level head for a neck. I read considerable to Jim about kings and dukes and earls and such, and how gaudy they dressed, and how much style they put on, and called each other Your Majesty and Your Grace and Your Lordship and so on, instead of Mister. And Jim's eye bugged out, and he was interested. He says, I didn't know there were so many of them. I ain't heard but none of them, scarcely, but old King Solomon. Unless you count them kings that pack a kids. How much do a king get? Get? I says. Why, they get $1,000 a month if they want it. They can have just as much as they want. Everything belongs to them. Ain't that gay. What do they got to do, Huck? They don't do nothing. Why, how you talk? They just sit around. No, is that so? Course it is. They just sit around, except maybe when there's a war. Then they go to war. But other times, they just lazy around or go hawking. Just hawking and shh, shh. Did you hear a noise? We skipped out and looked. But it weren't nothing but the gutter of a steamboat wheel. Away down, coming around the point. So we come back. Yes, says I. And other times, when things is dull, they fuss with the parliament, and if everybody don't go just so, he whacks their heads off. But mostly they hang around the harem. Round the which? Harem. What's the harem? The place where he keeps his wives. Don't you know about the harem? Solomon had one. He had about a million wives. Why, yes. That's so. I don't forgot. A harem's a, a boarding house, I reckon. Most likely, they is rackety times in the nursery. 
and I reckon the wise Carl considerable, and that creased the record. Yet they say Solomon the wisest man to ever live. I don't take no stock in that, because why would a man want to live in the midst of such blim-blamming all the time? Nope, indeed he wouldn't. A wise man to take and build a builder factory, and then he could shut down the builder factory when he wants to rest. Well, but he was the wisest man, anyway. Because the widow, she told me so, her own self. I don't care what the widow says. He weren't no wise man, nother. He had some of the dad fetchest ways I ever see. Did you know about that child he was gwine chopping to? Yes, the widow told me all about it. Where then? Weren't that the beatenest notion in the world? You just take and look a minute. That there snub there. That's the woman. Here's you. That's the other one. I, Solomon, and this year Dollar Bill, the child. Before you claims it, what does I do? Does I shin around amongst the neighbors and find out which one of you the Bill do belong to? And hand it over the right one, all safe and sound, the way that anybody that had any gumption would? No. I take and whack the Bill in two and give half to you and yutter half to yutter woman. That's the way Solomon was gwine to do with the child. Now, what I want to ask you, what's the use of that half bill? Can't buy nothing with it. What use is half a child? I wouldn't give a darn for a million of them. But hang it, Jim. You've clean missed the point. Blame it, you've missed it a thousand mile. Who, me? Go long. Don't talk to me about your pence. I reckon I know sense when I sees it. And there ain't no sense in such doings as that. Dispute weren't about half a child. Dispute was about a whole child. And the man that think he can settle a dispute about a whole child with half a child don't know enough to come out in the rain. Don't talk to me about Solomon, Huck. I knows him by the back. But I tell you, you don't get the point. Blame the point. I reckon I knows what I knows. And mind you, the real point is down further. It's down deeper. It lays in the way Solomon was raised. You take a man that's only one or two children. Is that man going to be wasteful of children? No, he ain't. Can't afford it. He knows how to value them. But you take a man that's got about five million children running around the house and it's different. He's as soon as chop a child in two as a cat. A child too more or less weren't no consequence to Solomon, dad fetch him. I've never seen such a nigga. If he got a notion in his head once, there weren't no way of getting it out again. He was the most down on Solomon as any nigger I ever see. So I went talking about other kings and let Solomon slide. I told him about Louis XVI that got his head cut off in France a long time ago, and about his little boy, the dolphin, that would have been a king, but they took him and shut him up in jail. Some say he died there. Poor little chap. But some says he got out and got away and come to America. That's good. That's good. Well, we pretty lonesome. There ain't no kings here, is they, Huck? No. Then he can't get no situation. What's he gwine do? Well, I don't know. Some of them gets on the police. Some of them learns people how to talk French. Why, Huck? Don't French people talk the same way we does? No, Jim. You can understand a word they said. Not a single word. Well, now, I'll be ding-busted. How did that come? I dunno, but it's so. I got some of their jabber out of book. 
Suppose the man come to you and say, Polyvoo Frenzy. What'd you think? I wouldn't think nothing. I'd take him bust him over the head. That is, if he want white. I wouldn't loan no nigga to call me that. Shucks, it ain't calling you anything. It's only saying, do you know how to talk French? Well then, why couldn't he say that? Why, he is a saying it. That's a Frenchman's way of saying it. Well, it's blame a ridiculous way. And I don't want to hear no more about it. There ain't no sense in it. Looky here, Jim. Does a cat talk like we do? No, cat don't. Well, does a cow? No, cow don't another. Does a cat talk like a cow or a cow talk like a cat? No, they don't. It's natural and right for them to talk different to each other, ain't it? Of course. And ain't it natural and right for a cat and cow to talk different from us? Why, most surely it is. Well then, why ain't it natural and right for a Frenchman to talk different from us? You answer me that. Is a cat a man, Huck? No. Well then, there ain't no sense in a cat talking like a man. Is a cow a man? Is a cow a cat? No, she ain't either of them. Well then, she ain't got no business to talk like either one or the other of them. Is a Frenchman a man? Yes. Well then, Dad, blame it, why don't he talk like a man? You answer me that. And I see it weren't no use wasting words. You can't learn and get to argue. So I quit. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed, please like, comment, share, all that jazz. And if you really enjoyed, do subscribe because there's more to come. And if you're listening on podcast, please leave a review. Five stars preferred, but you have free will. Do what you like. And you can join the channel both here on YouTube and on the podcasty platform he places by clicking the first link in the description. And it uh, allows me to do this full time, which would be um, very kind of you. Um, those that don't know and haven't seen my video, which will hopefully be out by this point, because it's supposed to be a 5,000 subscriber special. Um, I, I live in France and I've been living in France for about six and a half years, probably at the point when this chapter comes out. Um, it's a very tough question to ask, to answer from Jim, and I'm going to apologise right now. I know I've probably got more French viewers than this, but there's one in particular, Jus de Melon. Um, I'm going to apologise right now for what I'm going to say, but when Jim asks, is a Frenchman a man? That's a very difficult question to respond to. I don't know. I've been here six years and I've met a lot of French people. I don't know. Um, but also saying... Uh, it's, it's, I'll put it up on the, the screen for you to see. Sorry, podcast listeners. Uh, it's, it's spelt poly, vu, and then F-R-A-N-Z-Y when Huck says, uh, parlez-vous franzi? It's just poly, vu, franzi, and it's, it's great. It's exactly, it's exactly how I would expect him to speak French, and it's perfect. Um, Mark Twain did a good job writing this book. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a little insight into me. I live in France, and French people... I don't know if they count as, as, as men. Certainly French men don't count as men. My god. Awful. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting cancelled in France. Don't cancel me in France. <laughs> this is all said in jest. I love France, that's why I've been here so long. Um, but yeah, I'm going to end the video now and stop rambling. Once again, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you very soon with the next chapter. Bye-bye.